Welcome to the Punnets Preamble. I'm Simon Dinopoulos. I'll be joined by the gun, Jake Altieri, as we look ahead at the weekend's racing. A few of the good horses back in Sydney and Melbourne on the weekend. This is always a tricky period as a punter, as how to line up form that's, you know, six months old with horses that are fit up and running. One race we can assess quite confidently, although it's not easy, is the Group 1 over in France this weekend, Jake. Yeah, speaking of good horses, we head to Deauville on Sunday night for the Pre-Jacques Le Morois. Oh, very good. We'll give, we'll go with that. That's very good. Don't replay it. Uh, where the Cox Blake champion of last year's State of Rest heads the field at 127. But he's not alone. There's Karibas who won the 2000 Guineas a couple of starts back. He's 125. Native Trail ran behind him, so he's 124. And in comes up to France for the uh, Pre-Jacques Le Morois. Just go roll with it again. Yeah, very good. And she's 123 for the Coronation Stakes romp. The average is about 128. And McPhee, in the, well, that's in the last 10 years, I should say. And McPhee with 131's the highest. And he was in 2010. So only good horses run and only good horses win it, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. You have to be a legitimate Group 1 horse to be winning that. And obviously from a local perspective, all eyes on state of rest. If you can notch up another win and... Not confirm what he did in the Prince of Wales, but just add another sort of piece to his form. Yeah, and I guess you could say hopefully narrow his uh, Cox Plate market so we can get a better price real world, but um, all's fair ends well. So, yeah, state of rest, you should be thinking he goes pretty close to winning that and uh, we'll be back down here come late October, early November and ready to roll once again for the Cox Plate. Speaking of Mooney Valley... The All-Star Mile winner from a couple of years ago, uh, Mugatu, heads the field down in, or down under, I should say, for the highest-rated horse, and he's a little bit of a dunno, but we've headed in a different direction up in Sydney, Simo, for a couple of horses we don't really know about, do we? There are a few. Mugatu certainly was one who fit the bill there. You'd imagine off such a long break, he's just blowing the cobwebs out. I think he's good enough to win it. It's a bit of a dunno race because... Titanium power looks extremely short in it, but then Oscar Zulu's not one you want to back with confidence. Surefire, first up off the Sydney Cup, mug or two off over 400 days. Hard race to charge into, for sure. But the Dunno for us comes up in the last horse named Zarastro. I've always had a bit of time for him. I thought he was a nice horse early on. He was sent out short price favourite, first up enlisted company last time in, but there's... Every chance he's no good. But Gelder this time in, what do you make of his trial? Yeah, the trial wasn't too bad. It, he, there's a bit of, I guess, weirdness about it because you feel like they're almost trying to slide under the radar with him. They gave him a, a really quiet trial, but the two in front of him have both come out and won well. Stromboli was on Wednesday at the, on the Kenzo and Duchy of Savoy, I think, was Wednesday down at Sandown as well. Oh, okay. So. They've both won well since the trial, and if he was just going around nice and cosy under J.B. McDonald, you'd think they'd have some sort of chance here, especially off his first up fourth enlisted company last preparation. Yeah, and that fourth was disappointing for mine. I thought he went terrible. So that's the sort of level I thought he was at. We saw him in a 72 last time in behind American president. He led. He's a horse that just seemed to do plenty wrong in his races, over-raced and reefed and pulled and... Had the nose roll on in the trial. They've gelded him. Maybe he's back better. They've got Nash on, strong hands. Inside draw, shades of 
Rosé's come up very short off Shades of Rose. Looks to lead again. Bit of a nothing race. If Zerastro's no good, well, $1.60's probably fair about her chances. But if Zerastro is not dead, which he might not be, now Gilded, want to see, I just want to see him one more time. Two-stone lighter. Tends to help him. And I was watching that trial now that you mentioned, he was a bit, still a bit keen. Mm. But with the inside draw, you'd assume that Nash would just sort of let him stride to the front and fingers crossed he's got enough into the tank first up. And if you're going to take, or if you're going to be brave and take the $7.50 about him, hopefully you get a run for your money. Certainly. We mentioned Titanium Power, who for me looks a bit bizarre. He got his head kicked in in a much weaker race last start behind Sir Lemur. Looks to have the favours on speed there. Down in the weights, I get it. There's no speed, so he looks like he's going to get a picnic in front, but surely he's not good enough to beat this calibre of horse. It's just a, it's a weird race all over. Like, Surefire, as you said, coming off the Sydney Cup. Like, its first up form's not bad, mm. but that's sort of mile 1700 form first up, not, you know, the sprinting trip of 1400. And then Muggatu again off the tendon injury, got to carry 62 and a half. Shouldn't be an issue for him. But it's obviously a little bit of a niggle. And then Oscar Zuli, you wouldn't back him with stolen money. And so you're just sort of left with, oh, well, I'm either backing the favourite, I'm not backing anything. And, you went, and you're really not going to back the favourite. I mean, he does drop a lot of weight. What's that, eight kilos or something off his last start? He'll need it. Yeah, which does flatter him. Mm. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's one of those ones like we were saying last week. You wouldn't back the favourite, but you can't find anything to beat him or... There's knocks on everything that you want to back him to beat. Exactly. So the Bizarro comes up in the Rosebud. This is one of the bigger Bizarros I've seen, I think. Kaboo. Unbeaten since Gelded. Two for two. Nothing really in those wins, though, to suggest he was going to be favoured in a Rosebud. He got all the favours against Ossie Penko there. Bayless pulled their pants down that day when he won at 1,400. Was 11 straight to 1,400, so a bit of merit in terms of his setup. But now 56 days back to 1,100. I thought he only trialled fair behind Zuccarino. I think this is a bridging run for him, surely. Like, he's going to be stepped up in trip, you'd imagine. And to come up 290 against Sebenak went awesome in his first trial. And you see this with Team Hawks. When they trial well their first trial, generally their second trial is going to be a lot quieter because they know they've got them where they want them, which is exactly what happened with him. Tommy Berry rides with Pike rubbed out all the favours from that draw and Spacewalk has trolled awesome. So I kind of lean towards the better two-year-old form with those horses coming back. We talked about the dangers of that two-year-old form. It might be no good. But Sebenak failed in the slipper. He's running the diamond before that was very good and he was a good winner at Caulfield. So I think he deserves to be favourite. And Kabu looks a bit bizarre. How did you read the Rosebud? Well, Kabu... Maurice, you'd expect sort of guineas path, I would assume, call for mm. guineas and things like that up to a mile. So you might only see the start seeing the best of him at around the Golden Rose, 1400 and upwards of that. We've been talking about it throughout the winter where this autumn form sits, especially with how bad the tracks were, but we are going to hit another heavy track, or wet track, I should say. We're not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to end up, but there's a bit of rain around, but it probably should sit in the middle of that soft range. With that, you'd sort of look head towards Spacewalk or Sebenak, but then Spacewalk's dual nommed Melbourne or Sydney. I'm not sure. Has he been scratched yet? I haven't no. seen anything. So early on in these sort of two- to three-year-old races, you're going to head towards just the best ones 
in the field, you'd think, wouldn't you? Well, it's hard not to gravitate towards them when they're not favourite. That too. So you're going to get a price about Sebenak, which I would have them flipped. I would mark Sebenak favourite. I thought Kabubi sort of, when I saw since come out, he'd be sort of a 5 $6 chance. I didn't think he'd come up 2 dollars favourite. So an interesting race for sure, the Rosebud. It is every year. Often these are the B graders. I'll be surprised if something in this field progresses to be an elite A grader, but wait and see. But the trend generally is the best horses will run in the run to the Rose, which the Rosebud can lead to, but generally the best ones get held back. Or we have seen that in recent times just to, I guess they limit the better Colts to sort of four or five runs, max generally four, say run to the Rose, Golden Rose, possibly Everest, but then Coolmore, or you go to the Guineas Cox Plate. That's generally the the plan for the top liners. So to be back this early, I'd imagine they're not the top of the tree, but it's certainly up for grabs because from what we saw at two, there's not a lot or expecting a few to certainly emerge. Especially in this Colts category. Mm. I mean, she's extreme, Fireburn, Dormier, mm. all fillies. Uh, Dormier's Dormier a Colt. Colt. Yeah. Excuse me. But I mean, the, obviously the two best two-year-olds we saw in Sydney anyway were fillies and even in Melbourne Miss Rosiano wasn't too bad and there's a few around her as well that were quite good so we're really looking for some sort of gelding even or cults to step up and grab the mantle heading towards the golden rose surely there's something there has to be something we do want is the best bet where are you taking us this week yeah we'll head back down to Caulfield seeing as it's a half decent meeting down there obviously we've got the PB Lawrence and the Vane and the Cosette so Good meeting down there. The Vein, I guess, is a similar sort of race to the Rosebud where a few little iffy form lines and uh, links towards through that race. And I guess the same with Quisette, with the Phillies. But going to head early in the card, race number two, horse number eight, uh, unusual culture, unusual culture. Yeah, so third up, up to a mile for the Kiramar David Eustace team. She is formerly from New Zealand as you'll see in the form guide, just last campaign. And those two runs over a mile, both in Group 3 company, and wasn't beaten very far behind the subsequent New Zealand Oaks winner, Bellon Rouge, third up over a mile at Awapuni. So pretty happy with that run. The track should probably be the worst side of a good four or harder side of a soft five with a bit of rain around. So pretty happy to take her back to 56.5 kilos and up to a mile with Linda Meach on board, $7.50, $2.50, have a, little, have a little bit each way, and I don't think you'll come out of it poorer, let's just say. Well, she surely won't get as far back as she did last start. No, you wouldn't think so. Where she gets through from the draw is a little bit of a question. I haven't done, seen any maps or done any maps, but you'd expect Linda Meach to sum it up pretty quickly and put her in a perfect position as she always does. As she always does. Love finding horses with Linda, especially with that stable combination. And American Angel, not a horse you want to be scared of or either of the top two in the market. So you'd like to think, Unusual culture's got a little bit more there or has the upside and hopefully she can get over the top of them. Yeah, only five starts into the career. So what lies ahead for her is obviously up in the air. But if she's better than these, then she'll just she'll show it on Saturday, that's for sure. Over to you, Simo. Best bet? Yeah, head up to Sydney. Obviously not hard to find Frumos. She looks a very likely winner, but I think at a better price and certainly looks to be good value at the moment. Race seven, number five, lovely esteem. Looked to peak on a run last start over 1,800, but when you do the sectionals, 
she was just left with too much to do. I think she got a bit further back than James would have anticipated from that inside draw. Third up on that occasion, getting to 1,800 fairly quickly. She obviously raced over further overseas, but now fourth up, staying at 1,800, gets a two-kilo swing on Elusive Jewel. I think she'll be a lot closer than what she was last start, and there's not a lot in this race. The third pick in the market, Star Sparks, one of the provincials last start, so happy to take it on. Then you've got Anthony Cummings and Safika. I'd imagine Lovely Esteem starts a lot shorter. You can get $4 at the moment. I've marked it $2.50. I think she's a fairly likely winner in that race on the weekend. And I'll be surprised if she doesn't get the chocolates because she strikes a pretty winnable race. And given she's got a clear edge, I think, on Elusive Jewel, who looks the main danger, I think there's a fair bit of juice in that early price. I think saying it's a uh, pretty winnable race is going lightly on it. There's an absolute chasm between the first two <laughs> yeah. in the market and then the rest of the field. Mon Felicity won, was a winner in the midways first up and did absolutely nothing in the same in a similar race second up. So $3.90 or $4 about lovely esteem. Mwah, chef kiss. <laughs> and that wraps us up. We'll be back with a review show, assuming Adam is back on Monday. He's meant to be. And he'll be happy to know we've left him plenty of ratings to catch up on. How good's uh, Turkey, oh. France? He was kidding, wasn't he? He wanted us to start a new handicap in a new country that we haven't even started yet. He's not bad. I don't even know where that is on the map. <laughs> he goes, I'll oh, just look after this while I'm away, can you fellas? And make sure all the range update. We just had to unpack all the ratings in Melbourne and fix them all. That's what took us two weeks. And now he's back. He's going to ruin them again. He's got some too high, don't he? He's got them way too high. He doesn't believe in the city to Melbourne. What's he doing? Hawkesbury form, but. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to get that confirmed last week. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. Good luck if you're having a bet on the weekend. And we'll be back with the review show on Monday. Cheers.